pops on, singing to that always song. Got a little night smile, it kind of drives you wild. Nothing like playing with fire, it brings forward a life. Be with a few as you like, be a good dynamite. Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 16th day of May 2023. Remember, every show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUp.com and check out all their great podcasts that are on there, not just the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and a lot of great articles for all these sports fans out there. That's BellyUp.com. And thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every day here on YouTube Live. I'm going to put my Yankee fandom down. I'm going to take my Yankee hat off this morning for those of you who are watching on uh, YouTube Live right now. Thank you very much for doing that, by the way. And uh, I'm going to take my Yankee uh, hat off right now. And I'm going to tell, talk about the Aaron Judd situation last night against the Toronto Blue Jays. And for those of you who are, aren't the biggest of baseball fans or who are living under a rock, I know everybody across the baseball world is talking about this little situation. That occurred at Rogers Center last night in the in the eighth inning, I believe, it last night with the Jays or the, the Yankees up 6 nothing on the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Aaron Boone was ejected. He was a little bit upset, to say the least least on some pitches that were being called once again on Aaron Judge. Uh, there was a low pitch that's been called uh, for the last couple of years, the last four or five years actually, on Judge. was not a strike. was out of the strike zone, and on and on it went. Uh, Boone got a little revved up, a great ejection, a lot of great drama there. And when he threw his gum there, there was some great uh, spin rate on the, on his gum that came out of his yap there on the double bubble. But to to say the least, uh, Judge, uh, he, was, he got a, a pitch that kind of screwed him a little bit. Boone was unhappy. He got thrown out. Judge gets back in the batter's box, uh, and there was a uh, – a, a glance over towards the Yankees dugout that was ever so uh, sly and slick, I guess one way to put it. He just looked over for half a second, saw something, then he turned his attention back to the uh, back to the, the pitcher's mound and a, a pitch from Jay Jackson, of course, with an 84-mile-an-hour slider, the third slider in a row to say uh, that was uh, probably not the smartest pitch to make at that point. Uh, Judge hit the uh, slider 460-some feet uh, over the center field wall, knocking out uh, the, the jumbotron almost they put out there in the Sky Dome a couple of years back, the, the new the new screen out there. Uh, Judge hit that thing a ton. It was a no-doubter right off the bat, uh, no no getting around what was going to happen there, and it was a home run before it even left the building. Everybody knew it was, it was gone. Um, before the pitch was thrown, Buck Martinez and Dan Schulman, the, the great, great Jays announcer. I, I like both those guys a lot. I'm not saying anything bad about them whatsoever on this uh, this little rant I have this morning, but they uh, went on to, to not speculate, but say they weren't speculating. So when you say you're not speculating, 
speculating, but you're speculating, you're kind of speculating, right? If that makes any sense to our listeners out there, it made complete sense in my in my simple little head when I said it. But to, to say that they weren't speculating, to go out and then speculate, that, that to me, that's speculating. Anyways, that pitch went out and, and on, on it went. And uh, to say that he was um, cheating and then the, J, the Jays manager after the game, he was saying, well, we'll take a look at what was going on. Uh, Judge had his explanation. We'll talk about that in half a second, too, about what was going on. Uh, at the end of the day, it, uh, I thought it was a nothing burger. This is just me talking out of my mouth. I'm not being a Yankee fan by any means here. I uh, chose not to talk about it last night on our show because I hadn't done any any thoughts about what, what happened last night, but I'm going to talk about it now. I thought it was a nothing situation, 100% nothing. Uh, you got to remember that Aaron Judge is six foot seven, unless he has superhuman uh, peripheral vision. I, I don't think he could have seen anything. Maybe he was seeing where Kirk was setting up. Maybe that's a thing, but that's not illegal in the game of baseball. It's not a, 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 a bad thing to do. It does happen uh, throughout the game, throughout the game, no matter what. I uh, I umpire baseball. I see it happen often. Uh, usually, the catcher says, "Hey, turn around and look that way," because if you're look if you're uh, looking at me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be looking at me. And one of those things that judge uh, he just looked over at the dugout. I don't. He didn't turn his head at all. He just if you if you uh, pretend you're a batter right now and you turn your head, you're a right-handed batter, and you try to look down, his eyes went directly. And I'm not I'm not defending. I'm just saying what what I think happened. I think he looked over at the dugout directly across. He didn't look down at all to see anything that Kirk had. And remember, there is such a thing as pitch calm right now. So looking down to try to get a sign isn't even a thing anymore. So so that that I think that is right out of the question. I think he looked over the dugout and he saw something, turned his head, saw the pitch, and hit it 462 feet. I think it's uh, really that that actually it's that simple as to what actually occurred last night in that game in Toronto uh, that the Jays won uh, that, that was uh, seven four final or seven five. Doesn't it doesn't much matter. Jays are the Jays are battling a little bit. The Yankees are battling a little bit right now. They're, they're playing a lot better baseball. They, uh, it, but we'll talk about that in half a second. I don't think there was anything nefarious going on last night. I don't think there was any cheating going on last night. I don't think that anything happened. Did, did, uh, did Judge look at something? Yes. Did he see something? Yes. Is it? Is there a good chance that the that someone on the bench knows what pitch was coming? Very good chance. Is there any uh, digital um, stuff a la Houston Astros happening and, and, and cameras going on with the Yankees in that situation last night? I can unequivocally 100% say that there was not. Uh, I, I 100% can say no matter what that if it was a, if it was a different team last night and let's say it was Jake Winters playing for the the Oakland A's last night and the same thing happened. We wouldn't even be talking about this little situation that occurred last night. It was an, it was a nothing situation in my opinion that that happened last night. I'm not being Yankee lover here, Yankee hugger here at all. I think it was a nothing situation. I think it was a baseball play. Now remember that, that stealing signs is as old as the game is long. It's, it's as old as the game itself, stealing signs and getting signs and trying to, to get the upper hand on on your opponent is, is is as old as the game. It's the reason why there is signs, and the, the reason why they, the catchers used to use different signs and to, to count up, count down, use a different sign. And there was there was a count and everything else for people who were back catchers. They know what I'm talking about, and pitchers they know what I'm talking about. There, there's a reason why there was signs. They, they just didn't yell curveball, and they didn't yell fastball, and they didn't yell slider. There was signs. There was a way to, to to try to get those signs and try to get the advantage. It used to be you had a guy in second base, and he would tip pitches and see something 
something. He saw something that that the uh, the catcher was doing or the pitcher was doing, and he would tell he would tell the uh, the batter what was coming. That wasn't illegal. It's not illegal. The only thing that's illegal in baseball is you start using digital tech technology, which the Yankees were accused of and and were were fined for, and the Red Sox did it, and nothing quite like what the Houston Astros had. But what happened last night had nothing at all to do with anything digital whatsoever with Aaron Judge and New York Yankees. It was a matter of a pitcher uh, struggling. He threw three three sliders in a row, and he hit it, and Judge hit it a ton. Was there a little situation there? Yes. Did Judge look over? Yes. So I did some research this morning just for your just for you guys if you want to go to a different YouTube channel and check this out. But anyways, before the at-bat, Judge was looking over at the dugout, and he was looking at somebody. I don't know who he was looking at. It doesn't much matter. I didn't get that in-depth into it, but you could see Judge's hand signals. So he was doing a curveball, fastball, like his hand was going straight or a curveball, and he was not and he nodded towards the bench and something was going on. So somebody on the bench was was definitely, definitely t- uh, f- figuring out what the pitch was coming. It was not illegal to do that, to watch the pitcher and get his tendency to what might be a curveball, what might be a fastball, and if that, that's just something as simple as tipping pitches. So really, really, the, the main culprit in this situation is the Blue Jays pitching staff and, and, their, and their pitchers. They were tipping pitches last night for the bench to know what was coming next. Now, Jackson is definitely a, a, slider, a slider pitcher, and he was he threw three sliders in a row, and so it's pretty easy for Judge to figure out what was happening next. He looked over at whoever on the bench. The guy tugged on his ear or pulled on his pant leg and Judge and this and this coach or this other player who figured out what pitches were coming by tipping pitches, he figured out what the deal was and he figured out what, what the pitch was coming and the guy threw it middle-middle. That, that's the problem. That is the entire problem with that pitch. If that pitch is out of the strike zone, we're not having this conversation right now. If he throws a bad pitch or a different pitch, it's out of the strike zone. Did, did Jackson see Judge's eyes wander towards the dugout? Probably not. He's looking at the catcher and worried about that. I, I guarantee you that there was, I guarantee you, and I'm not, I'm not being a Yankee hugger at all here. I guarantee you 100% that Aaron Judge did not, did not cheat last night. He did not cheat last night. There's no way in hell that there was anything electronical going on last night. Uh, Adam Thomas, good, good, uh, good to see you. How's it going? Not to mention first base coach likely picked the cook, the catcher's signs. It's, it's not even a sign stealing thing because they're using pitch comp. So unless Aaron Judge has something going on where he's uh, telepathy, telepathically getting the, the, the signs from somewhere, there's no way that they knew what pitch was coming from PitchCom. They aren't getting the radio waves going through their head. He's not Steve Austin, the million-dollar man. He's just not. So it's not a situation happening there that, that they were stealing signs electronically. PitchCom happened. They knew what pitch was coming from the pitcher's tendencies. That is 100% what I think happened. And I, I just don't see how anybody could possibly think that anything else nefarious was going on. It's not. I have have a poll up on Twitter, and there's still 35% of people saying that Judge was cheating because of the history of the Yankees and A-Rod and all on and on that goes on. But it's a it's cheating in baseball. If you do it um, without the use of electronics, it's just part of the game. And people will who are part of baseball they they see they steal signs. It's been it's been a thing forever and ever and ever. Now, if tonight we'll see what happens. If maybe Judge comes up in the first thing, they they plunk him in the ribs, say don't do that again. I don't think he did anything wrong, and I don't think that there should be a situation where they are throwing at Aaron Judge at all. I don't think this is a situation where a, a baseball person can say that he was doing something wrong or something go, going um, going on that, that he shouldn't have been doing. It happens every game where you're trying to get the upper hand on your opponent. You are always trying to figure out what pitch is coming no matter what. You are always trying to figure out a way to win a baseball game. Hitting is very, very hard. No matter what people say, hitting is the hardest thing in professional sports. And if you have to find a way to 
to legally do it, to find out what pitch is coming, to give yourself some, not an advantage, but get, to try to give yourself a, an upper hand per se, to, to get that pitch and know what's coming, give yourself a chance to hit the baseball. It, it's a thing. People forget, it's not that long ago, Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs last year. The guy can flat out hit. If the pitcher makes a better pitch right there, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about it at all. Was Judge's explanation post-game a little bit, bit wonky? 100%. He was looking over the dugout. He took took the look over, and, and the rest happened. And he said, well, what happened was he he heard his bench beacon off a little bit because of the boon ejection. He said that the bench was still beacon at the umpire. He took a peek over, and then for, for whatever reason, he took a peek over to the bench, saying it was a 6 nothing game. Maybe the, the bench shouldn't be beacon. So he's going to take one of the ribs at that at-bat. That, at the Blue Jays pitcher was not upset at all with the, the call that he got. The Blue Jays were not upset with the situation on that call. So Judge had no he had no chance of getting plunked in that at-bat. There was no reason for, for Judge to be thrown at. There was nothing there. So Judge's explanation, I appreciate his, uh, his improv on that explanation of what he got there, but th- it didn't happen. There was, no, there was no situation where Judge was going to get thrown at. For, so his explanation was a bit wonky. And how Boom backed that one up in, in his post-game press after being ejected great ejection i like to see that fire from boone every once in a while like a couple years ago savage is in the box the whole bit and this is a strike and this is a ball when he did that so when boone gets fired up the yankees get fired up which is hope is good good for this baseball team but uh, for people to be saying that judge was cheating last night they don't know baseball and they should just maybe uh, worry about alec manoa and his uh and his inflated era and what's going on with him because he was walking guys left and right he gave the home run to judge the first and that game was over in the first inning last night so uh for people the jays fans maybe they should be and jays the management should be more worried about Alec Manoa, not about Aaron Judge hitting something 462 last night. The bigger problem is Alec Manoa with that with that Jays team and him coming out, out, out of uh, pitching every five days and it hasn't been good so far at all this season. That's something that the Jays should be much more con- concerned of, and it, it's it's the whole thing. Yeah, Adam, I, I agree with you. It was game and sh- it's game and ship. It's part of the game, the whole thing. It's just the way the game is played, 100% that that's the way that the baseball is and the, the way that they were doing it last night and the, the Yankees, I don't think they did anything wrong. Wrong, and anybody who wants to get back at me at 1420 at gmail.com at gmail.com or comment on our Twitter account would be greatly appreciated or or when this up later later on, on YouTube. Um yeah, it's a it's a thing that the, the Jays have a lot more things to worry about than than Aaron Judge hitting a home run and, and nothing home run when it all comes down to it. It's just a, a funny way that people, no matter what, if the Yankees do something, it's gotta be cheating, it's gotta be against the rules. But like I said, if it was if it was Jake Winners for the Oakland days who did the exact same thing last night, we wouldn't be talking about it. That's just the way baseball is and the way the Yankees are. And I can, uh, I can, I can, I can so I can say for sure, 100%. I am 100% sure. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I can, I can say without a doubt, I'm 100% sure that the Yankees were not cheating. It was gamemanship. It's the way the game is played. People are always trying to steal signs. People have always been, been tipping pitches and figuring ways to get, get the upper hand. And that's just the way it is. No matter what level of baseball you're at, if you're at Little League or to the WCBL or college baseball, into the minor leagues or whatever it may be, Every pitcher has their tendencies, and if they if they if they if they show their tendencies, they they will get hit and they will get beat because you might as well just say a fastball is coming or a curveball is coming or a slider is coming because pitchers pick up on that stuff and benches pick up on that stuff and there are guys on the bench that is their sole job is to pick up on those tendencies and to make sure that they're they're giving their their batters a, a, a chance to hit the baseball as far as they can and that's what the that's what the Yankees and Aaron Judge did last night one hundred percent that's all that happened last night and there's no there was no electronic cheating there was nothing else going on nothing was what not nothing nothing was nefarious going on last night in that Yankees uh, Jays game and like I said they have 
they, they better uh, work, start working with Alec Manoa, who I think decided to drive his Ferrari past the gym over the offseason instead of stopping at the gym because he looks like he put on a few pounds and his uh, his pitching stats are showing it. And is anybody else glad that uh, I saw that Trevor Bauer, that piece of shit, here's my first swear word of the morning at 10.15 uh, of the day of 14.20 in the morning, but is anybody else happy to see uh, Trevor Bauer struggling in, in the Japan League? Well, I, for one, am. That guy shouldn't be allowed to play baseball, shouldn't be allowed to pitch. There's a lot going on with that situation, but we will get into that another day here on 14.20 in the morning. But anyways... Here's my rant for the day on 1420 in the morning. Thank you for listening. And make sure you guys go to RighteousFelon.com where you get 15% off their uh, their their craft beef jerky, RighteousFelon.com. And you get 15%. It's the official supplier of jerky to Belly Up Sports. So make sure you go there uh, to RighteousFelon.com and use the promo code BellyUp for that uh, promo code discount. Anyways, on this day in... 1997, the Montreal Expos down by nine at one point in the game to the visiting San Francisco Giants come back to win 14-13 in front of 22,365 people at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. The Expos were down 11-2 after three innings last, uh, three and a half innings and uh, rallied back to tie at 13-13 in the ninth. Rod Beck of the San Francisco Giants took the loss for the Giants, leading the way for the Expos was catcher Chris Widger, who went four for five with five RBIs, a double and a triple to uh, the Expos with the win, improved their record to 22 and 16 on the season. Those Expos, uh, man, that's too bad that, that that season and everything else, the way it worked out for the Expos, uh, just uh, couldn't get it done. Olympic Stadium. I don't think they'll ever move back to Montreal. Stadium deals are too much and getting people to Canada and, and the whole bit's a little bit tough. It's uh, it's too bad the Expos uh, got to the strike season and everything else that they couldn't put, put one together because they had some great teams there in Montreal and those guys, uh, they played their asses off through year in year out and Felipe Alou was one of the best managers in baseball history I don't care what anybody says he was one of the he was one of the best so they, on this day in 1997 the Expos came back from nine down uh, congratulations to the Montreal Expos not many highlights in the Expos lifetime and happy 38th birthday to what I think is a future Hockey Hall of Famer, Corey Perry, born this day in New Listerd, Ontario. Perry was drafted in the first round of the 2003 draft, 28th overall, the Anaheim Ducks, after playing in the Ontario Hockey League with the London Knights. Perry uh, won himself a Hart Trophy as the MVP in 2010-2011 after having a 50-goal season for the Ducks, Stanley Cup champion in 2007 with the Anaheim, with Anaheim Olympic gold medals in 2010-2014 in 1,257 games, got 417 goals. 466 assists for 883 points with stops in Anaheim, Dallas, Montreal, and currently still with Tampa Bay. He's on a one-year contract this year with Tampa Bay, and uh, he's got one hell of a career. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a guaranteed lock to be a Hall of Famer. That's my opinion on that one, and you're entitled to uh, to something else. It's one of those things, but I think Perry is a first ballot hall of fame guy there's no doubt about that anyways uh thank you very much for everybody who's been uh, listening to the show following us on uh, uh, uh make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel this is on there you can go back and watch different videos um dave and i did a show last night make sure you download that one today give it a good listen we had a few laughs last night we're trying to get our summer schedule worked out but it's a little bit tough with uh, baseball and dave's got uh, life and things and stuff and we don't like to be cooped up inside talking to air so make sure you guys uh follow us on facebook and twitter uh, at our accounts it's right there on the screen if you're following on if you're watching on the twitter machine right now uh anyways thank you very much for uh, for everything you guys do for the 1420 podcast check out our merch shop i'll put it up in the, in the, in the show's notes support our sponsor seat geek righteous felon and go to bellyup.com like i said and, and check out some great articles there anyways thank you very much everybody for uh, following the show and remember 
It doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. We'll talk to you tomorrow and have a great day. SeatGeek is... SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like the high five strangers guy. Game-winning interception. First down. Just a nice, solid tackle. If you're an arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. Just listen to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.